Nice. Perfect timing. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's making me do that. Right when I hit record, you yawned just <laughs> full full blast, and then David did it too. So, Renee, if you didn't yawn at least once after two other people did it, then... God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> then you're like a criminal or something, I think is how it goes. Okay. Let me see if I can remember where we were. You're not um hearing any noise from my headset, are you? No. Okay. I have a fan on, so I just wanted to make sure. So <laughs> I drew some things. Mm-hmm. Problem is, like, if we played the week after I drew these, I might remember what they meant. But so I remember we were going to attack someone on the list. Let me look at the list. Real no, quick. no, no, no. We're halfway through an attack, right? Yeah. No. Time yeah. We... Yeah. Yeah. We're 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 in the middle of attacking. The inf was it the influential banker? No, it was the yeah. chief yes. inspector. There's the banker. banker. The banker, yeah. Right. And then, like, we had split up because we had a great cover story that we improvised on the fly. I remember that. Yeah, that's right. Fang and either Weaver or March. I can't remember who was playing. Weaver. We went towards the vault and mm -hmm. we. We tried to wrestle our guard, our named guard, into using their blood to open the thing. An alarm went off. The other two Yahoos were given the hard revolution pitch to glue. We had we had four cops, and we shot three of them. Mm -hmm. And then we talked to Blue about, you know, joining the revolution, actually. And we succeeded in that check. Um, in one of those one of those times where it's like, okay, I'm not exactly sure the exact words that I want to use, but I feel like my character can connect with them somehow. <laughs> oh, okay. So Christine yes. just sent me her notes also. So we have... Okay. Oh, excellent. So, before the mission, um, one of Weaver's friends, Salia, wanted Weaver to plant some documents to implicate some people in some things. Um, that hasn't happened yet. Weaver and Fang are outside of that um, documents room where after the alarm started going off, there was like a a sound of like collapsing and whooshing and, and stuff. And then, yeah, Crow and Smoke and Blue are outside of um, like the main office uh, entrance for um, Brittany Coldwater, who is our influential banker. Um, Red and Weaver and Fang are in front of the documents room. Uh, I think Red is still alive, but not doing great. And Crow and Smoke were definitely giving the sales pitch to Blue. Um, that consort was a 4-3, uh, desperate 4-3 at the end of the thing. So, yeah, so Blue uh, said... Oh, I guess we should, we should do the intro thing. Um... Sorry, Renee, this, this might involve some cut and paste. Um, <laughs> hi, everybody. Uh, this is that D&D podcast. We're back for another uh, episode of our uh, Blades in the Dark, City of Red Waters, 
River of Blood gang campaign. Uh, there's lots of shenanigans uh, going on, and we are in the middle of a heist. Um, so before we get back into the action for that, let's go around and introduce ourselves again. Uh, my name is Aaron. she, her pronouns. I'll be playing the part of the GM. Hey, I'm Christine, she, her pronouns. I will be playing Weaver the Spider. Hey, I'm uh, David, he, him pronouns. I am playing Smoke the Hound. I'm Mike. I use he, him pronouns. It sounded like I was playing Crow. <laughs> yes, I think. Uh, and then that leaves me. Hi, I'm Zach. He, him pronouns. Playing Fang. Also, he, him pronouns. Look at that. It all works out. So, after giving the pitch to... Um, after Crow... No, Smoke. After Smoke gives yes. the sales pitch to Blue, um, I think she stands there for a second. And you can definitely see there's um, like an internal conflict going on. Um, I, I, I think, I mean, I'm sure Renee can tell me if I'm wrong because she's listened to the audio before sooner than we have. Um, but I believe last session it wasn't a matter of convincing her. It was a matter of like other people that we hadn't convinced were showing up or something <laughs> well see um all the note stuff that i have basically said that um you know you had killed the guards blue is the only person standing between you and the 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 office and i think that the the last consort role was sort of a um like hey not only should you step aside here's why you should like join our side right and we we got the 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 four uh on your desperate um so i think what happens here is uh there's you know there's this moment of pause um and she looks up and she says okay so you talk a good talk Obviously, you walk a good walk. I've seen the work you do across town. Um, I've got people that I care about who are going to be in a lot of trouble if I walk away from this job. So I will step aside and I will join you if you give me whatever money you're supposed to make from this job to get my people to safety. Um, so I think Smoke will, like, look over at Crow and say, well, I can't speak for anyone else, but I can promise you whatever my cut is, is yours to help your people. Yeah, I mean, that's what we do. We help people. I, I help people through summoning ghosts, but yeah, in general. Crow loves helping the cops. I see a place where a ghost is not, and I say, no, this cannot be. <laughs> so is that the two of you agreeing to this proposal? I mean, it sounds decent, right? I think so. <laughs> then again, I'm the one asking for money, so... 
<laughs> so yeah, with with both of you agreeing to this, she takes a deep breath and takes a step to the side and says, "Okay, well, I won't stand in the way. Um, is this a thing you want to do yourselves, or are you looking f for me to get my hands dirty, or or how do you want to play this?" I mean, oh, see, we need all the help we can get. So, do you have any objections to that, David? Maybe the maybe the best way for her to help right now is to keep redirect heat away from us for the moment, and then we can like give her a calling card or something she can pass on to. Um, a contact of ours somewhere that will get her in touch with us later. Once she's once she's got her people to safety. Seems reasonable. Um Yeah, uh I I could do that. Uh, I'll just I'll I'll go over by the, the front and, and see if I can misdirect some people um by you by you two, a little bit of time at least. Uh, so, uh, good luck, and I mean, I don't suppose you'll need luck. There's just, you know, the one most likely unarmed person in there, but talk to you soon. And she does like a little, like, halfway does a salute and then realizes that's probably not how y'all operate, and then, like, isn't sure what to do with her hand and just nods and says right and then walks off so awkward way <laughs> toodles <laughs> so she heads off and uh y'all are in front of this office so uh smoke how do you prefer we handle things because if you don't have a preference i'll just draw a summoning portal on the door and just summon a ghost directly into that person's bloodstream <laughs> Fucking what? I mean, you're really, you, you're you're really hooked on this idea that if you do something enough times, eventually it's gonna go your way once, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I I've gotten enough positive feedback that I believe that, uh, yeah, try it enough times, it'll work. Yeah, fifty percent of the time it works every time. Are you really putting up those numbers though? <laughs> yeah. With the same the same understanding of how statistics works is the same as the ability that I have to summon ghosts. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um while Crow is doing that, uh Smoke is going to reload his guns, I guess. Okay. No, uh, but like I don't have to do that. What I'm saying is if you've got a better idea, I'm all ears. I'm giving you an opportunity to stop me. Right. This is your one chance. <laughs> so, are you gonna uh, voice any objections or anything, Smoke, or is or is this gonna be our plan? You'd better be damn sure what you're gonna tell this ghost. Problem. <laughs> Obey me. It usually works out okay. So somebody refresh my memory. We just want to splatterhouse the guy inside, right? We're not trying to do anything fancy. 
Yeah, I, I think the objective was to do a murder. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're honorable and bloody, so... <laughs> I mean, do we want to make sure that they're in there? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> Chris, that's a that. good idea. We should we should make sure the person's in there before we tell a ghost to murder everyone inside. Like, down to talk for a moment. Like, measure twice, <laughs> summon murder ghost once. Yes. <laughs> All right, um, I'll peek into the room <laughs> with your fucking <laughs> with your fucking uh, steampunk. SWAT mirror or whatever. <laughs> I was just going to open the door a little bit and then be like, oh, sorry, wrong door. I'm going to summon a ghost to tell me what's on the other side. <laughs> look, it's when all you have is a hammer. Every problem is not enough ghosts. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like uh, as you open the door, um, you hear like a shattering sound of uh, what well, was probably a really nice teapot, like slamming into the door frame about mm, not so much a door frame, like the wall near the door frame. So uh, whoever threw it missed you by like mm, two feet. Okay. Uh, do you want to poke in further to see who that was, or are you just going to be like, okay, there's somebody in here. I'm going to close the door. I mean, I, I like to know who's throwing teapots at me in a general sense of the word. Uh, can I attempt to avoid detection? <laughs> Um, <laughs> opening this door. <laughs> Are you gonna ghost him, Mike? No, I mean, I was just gonna like summon a ghost and hide in their shadow. <laughs> I want to summon a ghost to distract this person. Uh. <laughs> All right, hoist the white flag of war. Um, <laughs> no, I just like. Say, hey, can you stop throwing things at me for a second and like poke my head in and a little bit to see who it is? If you're on a teapot, they don't have a gun, probably. So. Okay. If you're trying to tell them to stop, that's going to be a roll. If you're trying to poke your head in quickly to look around, that's probably going to be a different kind of roll. But like. Okay, I just want to. I just want to look around real quick. Okay. Um. So that's probably going to be like a, a survey or something to get like a real quick read on the room. Uh, is that it's safe and controlled and, and standard, right? Um, this is probably risky standard because like there was probably not just a teapot in this room. Well, I got a five. You got a five. Um, Are you going to start throwing tea knives? <laughs> Very sharp sandwich wedges. O old enough uh, cucumber sandwiches just get that hard. Well, th that gives you like poison damage because they're like partially pickled, but like naturally so, and it's just bad. Um, so you got a five. So you're able to poke your head in and get like a read of the room. Uh, there's a late 20s, early 30s woman wearing. Like, a very well-tailored, uh, like, business outfit. Like, it's, um, it's, 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 it's like a pantsuit, but, um, you know, whatever the olden-ish time version of it is. Um, and, like, as you're surveying, uh, you get clocked in the head by a, 
uh, what do you call those things? The, I was about to say the things that weigh paper down. You could hit in the head with a paperweight. Good job, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Context clues. We use them here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, unless, Nailed it. unless you want to resist, you're going to get uh, level one harm. Uh, for getting hit in the head with a paper paperweight. I'll, I'll, I'll resist, I think. Okay. Um, so that would probably either be insight to like see what the plan is and you know dodge out of the way, or prowess. Yeah, I, I rolled survey, so I rolled insight. That makes sense to me. Okay. Um, and the goal here is not to roll. You want to roll high on this because the higher it is, you take. Okay, so three, you take three stress. Okay, well, that's way worse than I thought I was going to be. <laughs> Welcome to Blades in the Dark. All right. So they throw a tea cozy at me. Sorry, paperweight. Uh, and I'm all like, no. I knew they were going to throw something. Uh, and this person appears to be a mark, right? Yeah, like the... Excuse me. There's a painting in the room of... Uh, of them. If not them, someone who looks very much like them. Um, how how big is the painting? Probably like, I'm going to say like three feet by four feet. It's like a full body painting uh, with her standing in front of like, it, it's got this perspective thing. So where there's like, it just looks like desks leading on into infinity on like the lower part of it. And then above it is um, instead of a sun. Uh, or, you know, what, what probably is meant to be a sun. Nobody has seen the sun in, in a long, long time, so it's kind of a guess. But um, there's a giant glowing coin in the sky, and, like, the clouds are made of crumpled um, paper stuff. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's a, like, several times larger than life-size portrait of the person themselves, it's a good, idea. It's a good chance it's their office. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, they're, and they're important. <laughs> Okay. Um, I just wanted to make sure. Cool. Were there any windows? Because in the past, I've known certain elements of our party <laughs> to throw people out windows. There's no windows in here. There are like two window frames, and it looks like behind the frame in the wall somehow is like a painting of a nice day that's got um, some sort of illumination below it. So it looks like it's actually outside. Wow, that's fancy. Mm. Okay, so uh, now that I've confirmed my suspicions, I close the door uh, and summon a ghost to kill the person on the other side of the door. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Why don't you roll your attune? Okay. And tell me what command you give it. Okay. Do we roll first or give you the command first? Either or. Okay. So the command is, on the other side of the store is a person. Kill them. Okay. And, and that's it. And you're summoning them on the other side of the door? No, on this <laughs> shit. <laughs> Look, I just want to know how, how big the monkey paw needs to be. Okay. <laughs> Do we know the name of this person? Brittany Coldwater. Oh, that sounds like a nice name. But they threw a teapot at me. So, um. And a paperweight. Yeah, uh, yeah but the teapot was 
more concerning to me for some reason. Uh, yeah, so I'll summon the ghost and uh, I'll say, kill Brittany Coldwater in this room. Okay. In, not in this room. <laughs> in that room. <laughs> kill Brittany Coldwater in that room. Okay. In, in the room next to me. I mean, this is all going to turn down how well I roll. Yeah. Uh, yeah. David, can you help me with my uh, magic circle? I need uh, just a little bit of your blood. Is that one yep. stress to assist? Yes. Mm-hmm. I will do that. Okay. <laughs> um, what is my devil's bargain? Um, I don't know what what yours is, but ours is you. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't really have much in the way of weapons here, Zach. So this is my only choice. <laughs> no. You have the same gear list as the rest of them. Only choice. <laughs> um, I think uh, your devil's bargain is going to be uh, something about this process that you do is like traceable and uh the spirit wardens will be able to like get on your trail because of this yeah i would totally take that that's that is absolutely in line for both crow and how disposable crow is to the crew for when they inevitably turn on crow and throw them in jail <laughs> or kill him all right uh risky or desperate um, fuck. I feel. Let's say risky. Standard effect. Yeah, risky standard. You can push it to desperate great if you want. Wait, what'd you say? Desperate great. It's so it's risky standard. You can trade position for effect to basically, um, do something that puts you at greater risk when you summon this ghost in order to make it like more effective. I don't know. I'm just going to roll more dice because I don't trust the dice that I have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I did get a six eventually. Very nice. Okay. Um, give me one second. So you did get a six. So hooray, hooray. Um, the door glows brightly where you, you know, rubbed blood or... Um, Maybe it's the symbols or some combination. Uh, but there's this really bright flash, and then it smells like hot copper in the other room. And like there's this rush of air that gets louder, and then you hear a popping sound, and like the sounds of splashing in the other room. Um, and then there's a pop of like something being replaced by nothing and um the glow fades crow like out loud visibly slowly counts to five visibly audibly uh, okay all right oh, so thought, see now i had a really funny image of you like just holding up your fingers slowly it quietly you know but like one don't let it hear two. me yeah <laughs> Okay, it should be gone. We we should be, it should be safe for us to go inside. You want to go first? Uh, smoke just like does like a after you motion. Uh, 
Crow will very carefully open the door, keeping their face as his face as far away from the opening as possible. You know, just like one of those things, like maybe he sits around the corner and pushes the door open with his hand. Mm -hmm. Um, as you open the door, uh, there's like little bits of cloth and paper and stuff that are singed around the edges, sort of floating lazily in the wind caused by, like, you opening the door. Um, there's a uh, little bit of dripping as what's left of this person is, like, slowly coming down from the ceiling. Uh, there's red all over the walls and floor and desk and paintings and fake windows and... Um, just everywhere. It's like a Cobb salad, but made out of people. <laughs> Not really. I just remember that quote. I wanted to use it. I love Cobb salads. It's very bizarre. Okay. Um. Yeah, Bram. Uh, is not. Uh, it takes all this in stride as the as the budding. Uh, uh, uh type one personality disorder character that. He is. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Good. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. It doesn't actually always work this well, Smoke. Oh, I. <laughs> I think he's been around long enough to know that. <laughs> yeah. So as the you know the door opens onto that uh, lovely uh, bio graffiti uh, scene inside the. Uh, the office. Uh, let's pan over to Weaver and Fang. Uh, you have an alarm going off. You have some sounds on the other side of this door, which I think is still locked. There's a spike next to it. And um, you have an unconscious guard? I think somebody hogtied, if I remember correctly. You were playing with that spike. <laughs> Whatever happened to that? It's got blood on it. An alarm's going off. Door's still locked. <laughs> uh, okay, you said you think the door's still locked. Can I try it? Like, just, like, push on it. Door handle, mm -hmm. whatever. It's locked. Okay, cool. I just want to confirm. There's, um, there's, like, a, a big pane of glass. It's sort of that, um, like, fogged glass, and it's got stenciled on it. It says, like, records room or something. And you can see like weird shifting light sources back there as you hear the crunching sound. Can I smash the glass? Sure. Okay. Are you gonna use like your hand or? Uh, I have a sledgehammer. Yeah, that'll do it. Okay. What a... do I have to roll for that or just mark it as used? Um, you've. You've marked it as used, and it'll be like you can use it until thematically it makes sense for you to lose it. Okay. But that's like one of your I'm... items accounted for. Okay, I'm gonna try and smash the glass with it. Okay. Such smash. There's the sound of breaking, um, and like a large rush of uh of air as you break the glass, so it it flings some of it into the hallway and um around you and stuff like that so um i think what's gonna happen is it'll be like uh level one 
harm like lacerated or something uh, as shards of glass go flying into and around you unless you want to resist it I want to resist that okay I'm wearing a jacket protects me right if you want to use it as armor yes oh that's true I do have armor you do yeah let's do that for now Okay. Instead of rolling. So, uh, armor takes two pips to use. Um, so that would put you over your limit, um, unless your armor is... I still got one. You have light load. Yeah, but we got the thing that gives us extra. Right? Right. So what I'm saying is, is you need to, uh, Tell me how this armor would be like repurposed normal Improvise. stuff. Yes. The did we kill Red or Red is unconscious? Red is Red is hogtied and unconscious, I believe. Can I use Red as a shield? <laughs> <laughs> that was if 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 she made me resist the harm, I was absolutely going to do that. So. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. It's definitely, um, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. i do that. I use it as a shield. It's, it's just up. a level one harm for them. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Like, Red had, like, armor on, like, razor blades in their shirt, and, <laughs> like, they're, they'll be okay. It's just a little glass. Yeah. Okay. So you do that, and um, after you, you know, gently or not so gently uh, put Red on the ground, uh, you're able to kind of make slightly better heads and tails of what's going on, and it definitely seems like the records room is collapsing in on itself. Great. Huh. You know how some places they have those... I think it's usually like legal libraries or something, but they've got those big bookshelves. There's the big hand crank, and you can move them. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's like that, except it's just moving by itself, and when it hits another one, they just kind of vibrate and become one, and like the wall sucks in. So they're filing themselves into themselves. Okay. So it's kind of like a chaos of papers in there, right? Or it's just... Like, it's just kind of going underground or in an organized fashion. So, like, the room was, was it's always been relatively organized. or actually super well organized because people don't fuck around when it comes to, to money stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So it's more just the bookshelves um, kind of squishing into each other in some sort of weird magic-y kind of way. Crap. Okay. We could just throw the papers in. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know if it would just be like, oh, there's some papers on the floor. Do we file these? Or if it would be like, oh, all of the papers are on the floor. You know? Well, we could knock some other papers on the floor so that it's not just these papers that would be loose, right? <laughs> Can we open the door now that I've smashed the glass? From the other side, if you want to, like reach through okay. and you so know, reach through. jiggle the knob. Can I see any desks? 
there's a row of desks down the middle that is also uh, decreasing in number as the walls close in. Okay. So I want to open the door and I want to go, like, put this folder in somebody's, like, outbox or something <laughs> on their desk. Like, the closest one to me. Get out the door again. Okay. Yeah, you could do that. Okay, what am I rolling? Uh, Let me look. This might just be a fortune roll. Okay. I mean, is it closing fast enough that she'd have to, like, run? Is that to make a prowl roll? Does... Like, she's got enough time to put this in there. Um, I think this is going to be, like, since since it's not going into the folder it's supposed to, it'll be a fortune roll to see, like, if they take it or if it's immediately suspect and, like, scrutinized sort of thing. Okay. Um. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, give me, like, a fortune roll and just make it, like, two dice. Okay. And we'll see how this goes. Five and a three. It's not the worst. No! No, could have been worse. Um, and honestly, I just told her I'd get them into the filing room. It's true. I didn't tell her they wouldn't figure out they were... <laughs> Or that the filing room would be like collapsing into a, a fourth dimension right. as we did it. Like, no one required that of us. <laughs> we have executed this to the best of our ability under the circumstances. Ooh, yeah, yeah, idea. Okay. Do you think they'd file red if we put her, put them in the right place? <laughs> Just gonna leave this right here. Yep. On one of the shelves, so they'll get folded in with everything else. Okay, so you do that. Um, a, you know, just a quick guess would put it at you've got like mm, 10 seconds before this room is um, maybe not so hospitable to normal-sized human life. Do we hook the guard in? I try to decide if we should throw the guard in or take the guard and put them elsewhere so that people don't know that we were at the records room. Doesn't the guard know that though? That's true. That's true. There's also a giant hole smashed in the wall, and (laughs) I think we triggered some sort of destruction mechanism. The door smashed when the room started closing. No, yeah, I mean we could try and and use our feet to push Red through the door. Yeah. <laughs> just like I'll just... toe. I'll pick her up by the manacles and like <laughs> plant my foot in their back and push them through the, the door. Oh, okay. We might be killing Red right now. <laughs> oh, no, you're absolutely killing Red right now. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, the, somebody got... Somebody got turned into marinara by a ghost the other way. <laughs> so my desire, my, my desire to keep it low key, is gone. This isn't the worst thing we've ever done. Yes, and that's saying something. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I can summon a ghost to clean things up if you want. <laughs> 
so the room continues to collapse, and um, I assume y'all get out of there? Yes. Okay. Yes. There's, uh, you know, more clonking and, and, and shifting and collapsing sounds as more air is forced out of the, uh, the room down the hallway. And um, eventually right towards where you think it can't collapse anymore, there's a lot of crunching noises. And, um, you know, probably your guess was pretty good, probably about 15 or 20 seconds um after you started getting the hell out of there, um, a like eight inch, no, probably like foot on all sides cube of uh, armor and person gets pushed out through where the doorway used to be, and uh, the doorway like is still there, except it just opens onto empty room now. Hmm. Okay. Mission accomplished. Time to go. <laughs> Banner unfurls above us. There's a balloon drop. God. <laughs> yeah, so I guess y'all are are you planning on regrouping with the other half of your team of brave and stalwart heroes? For his part, Fang is assuming that the alarm means They've already either done it or completely failed to do it, and we just need to get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, I think when we divided to conquer, it was uh, once you finish what you're doing, leave kind of thing. We believe in the competence of our teammates, right, Crow? <laughs> definitely right, Crow? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was that like? <laughs> definitely more than we believe in us. Crow believes in everyone else, that means the feeling's not mutual. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Fang I'm sure Crow and Fang believe in the uh, lethality of each other. Yes. It's just, you know, it's a matter of how much collateral damage occurs. Some. <laughs> Greater than zero. Um, yeah, they're, they're both non-zero, yeah. Uh, yeah, so based on everything you've seen, there's only like the one way in and out of this place. Mm-hmm. Um, so is, uh, is the plan just run out regardless of what the other half is doing, or, or are you going gonna to wait for each other? With the alarms going off, are there people running for the exits? Um, I think y'all hit at like a relatively low traffic time um, or else that file room would have been a lot more of a mess okay if I'm remembering correctly I think it was like nighttime or something when y'all came okay. um, so anybody who was gonna get already went and got alright well I'm going to trust in the ability of our teammates to get themselves out okay um, so in that case, I have a question for you all as a whole. Um, which two of you make it out first? Um, 
which which location was quicker to get to the exit from? <laughs> I think y'all were closer to the. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the office is on like a main hallway as opposed to the records room, which is like down and off a ways because okay. you know the people working in records are just not as important as the people who have offices with their names on them and giant paintings. It makes sense that the that the big filing room would be deeper within, yeah. Okay. So I guess yeah, I guess Crow and Smoke make it out first. Okay, cool. We don't know that that's good. <laughs> So, yeah, so say, that's probably a good thing for us. <laughs> Wasn't an excited, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so how are y'all planning to get home? Did you have like a carriage waiting? Were you just going to walk across this big ass town or? I mean, so on the way out, we're talking about it and, uh, and Crow goes to smoke. Well, I could summon a ghost to carry us home. <laughs> I'm sure that Smoke has a better suggestion, though. I can summon a ghost to make us a latte. I can summon a ghost to detail your car. Smoke's like, uh, why don't we? Why don't we just take? Uh, why don't we just take a gondola? Rustic. Probably really agree. And we can like there. There can be a, you know, there can be a, a gondolier waiting by to pick us up. Has smoke been around for literally any of the times we've gotten on boats? <laughs> I don't th- think so. Yeah, it's a for real question because most of us die. I was gonna so... say I think no, after I think that was Jimmer. No, but he's he's got a history with boats, so Yeah. Oh. I was about to say I think after last time was when David needed to make a new character. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, no, I, he's definitely not been involved with boats in this crew. Okay. Yeah, so y'all are heading out. Uh, you make it probably like halfway to where the gondola area is. Then um, we realized, shit, we forgot our gondolier. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, and you realize that uh, you are not alone? Um, ahead of you, you see, um, what is probably a sailor, or was at some point, before the weird barnacle horns started pushing their way through this guy's forehead, and, um, like, seawater began, like, just spilling forth from his mouth all the time and his his eyes and ears and stuff and 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 while you're looking at this guy uh there are uh footsteps around you and uh based on the outfits and and the weapons uh it seems like you've uh, not say you've caught up with uh some members of the uh the brackish mob have uh have caught up with you and uh is the uh, is the horny sailor for you or for me? Let's call it a acquaintance who's uh, who's got a, a mutual enemy. Uh, that enemy is you, by the way. Uh, I can't think of anything that I've done to make enemies. Sorry, did that not come out with the right inflection? 
Smoke, uh, are you familiar with these people? Uh, Smoke has frozen in place and is just like staring at this uh, drowned undead person. That D&D podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That D&D Podcast. Intro music is Undeniable by Ketza. Outro music is Dark Alleys by Kai Engel. Both are available on the Free Music Archive. Music by Ketza can also be found on ketzamusic.com, while music by Kai Engel is available on kai-engel.com. Blades in the Dark is owned by John Harper and published by Evil Hat Productions. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder.